This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. What is going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Hammer Betting Network, live on the Forward Progress YouTube channel and sponsored by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm producer Jason. You can catch me here every Thursday to talk in-depth player props with Hitman, share our best bets for the night. We're going to talk a little bit about futures as well. This is a very gross, gross game here. So we're going to take a look at some futures. Going to talk with Eric about that. Going to talk with Hitman about this stuff and then go over some best bets for tonight's game. A couple things to get out of the way before we get started here. Guys, there's a little question in the chat. If you've hit that like button, vote yes in the chat. If you haven't, go hit the like button and then vote yes in the chat over here, guys. The likes really help out on this stream. It does us a lot of favors over here. So if you can please smash that like button and hit that subscribe button. It does a lot for us as well. If you want to ask any questions, props related, Hitman's going to be on here. So if you have any questions for tonight's show, or sorry, tonight's game that will be props related, let them drop them in the comment section down below and we'll get around to them over here in just a second before we get started here before i bring him him in on want to remind everyone that we are sponsored by pinnacle pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book offering competitive odds for 25 years we love to preach line shopping on this channel with everyday competitive odds pinnacle should be one of your available sports books if you're looking to support the show make sure you use code hammer when signing up to pinnacle if you're in ontario your trusted sports book for 25 years bet smart bet pinnacle must be 19 plus in ontario please play responsibly and not available in the U.S., guys. You know him, you love him. Hitman, professional better. Welcome to the show, Hitman. How's it going? You excited for tonight's game or what? Um, A little bit. I got a few bets for tonight. Honestly, I'm just – it's funny. This weekend's card, I haven't had this much volume on a Thursday for a Sunday card probably since week one of the season. There's been a lot of stuff that's been uh, popping out for me for this weekend. I'm probably – Unfortunately, I don't want to tease the audience. I'm not <laughs> probably not going to give out much of it because I, I just got to get down on this stuff. But um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Awesome. And we'll we'll get right into this game, Eric. We'll share some best bets, not for the Sunday, but for tonight's slate. We got I'll a couple of best- give one or two things for Sunday. Oh, but yeah. Okay. Sounds sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, we'll get around to those in just a second here. Before we do, um, I guess I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, betting uh, towards Sunday. We were talking a little bit before. Now that we're in December, um, the weather's starting to come into effect here. There's going to be a lot of games where there's going to be some bad winds, a lot of snow. Uh, we see it already with the Jags-Browns game, total at 30 and a half. Rams-Ravens game as well. A few other games this week, New York, um, Cincinnati, I believe, as well. is going. It seems like a iffy weather game here. It's the first real weather week of this uh, late December uh, season here. So, hey, man, with your bets coming in mostly as props, um, and with the props being released usually later in the week, along with weather information getting becoming more accurate as we get closer to the Sunday, how do you kind of approach betting props while accounting for the weather here? Um, sorry, I'm a little under the weather still, Jason. Um, I appreciate it. Flu game. I, um, it's changed a little bit from a few years ago. A few years ago, 
I would find a lot of cases where I would literally bet every single player under in a weather game, like every passing game under. Mm-hmm. And the books have done a better job at opening these to where it is accounted for a lot more. For example, Matthew Stafford last week against the Browns, which is a very tough matchup, closed in like the low 220s in his passing yards. It opened in the mid-230s. And Baltimore is probably an equally as tough matchup now this week. And his number opened like 198. Mm-hmm. So the and, and Stafford went over in that Cleveland game. So the opening odds are trying to account a lot more for the weather. So for me, it's no longer a spot where I'm blindly playing unders. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just finding guys that I want to play under on regardless of game state. And then I'll take an under on them. So that that's where I think the, the game has changed a little bit with playing the weather unders, but um, and then there's other cases where maybe you could take advantage, like for example, like a game like Indianapolis, Cincinnati. Some guys might have opened too low on their prop mm-hmm. numbers because that was an anticipated weather game. You see the total get bet up from 39 and a half to 43 yesterday. Well, what about the prop numbers? Is Minshew mm-hmm. getting bet up? Is Jake Browning getting bet up? So a lot of times, even if you miss that initial move on like a major market total getting bet up, you could take advantage of it in other markets. Yeah, that's a great point here. And it kind of is going to tie into the next question that I have for you, because again, it seems like with, uh, I don't know if anyone's seen the movie Idiocracy, this is like a, a terrible reference here, but I feel like that's not the direction we're heading. I feel like it's the opposite. The general public is becoming very, very like, I guess, smarter and sharper uh, as we go on, I guess. And I'm just wondering, like, it feels like there's not an appetite to bet overs right so it feels like these books are going to set these numbers low because they feel like they're probably going to get a lot of sharp people coming in and smashing these unders as they've probably been over the last couple years these sports books progressively should get smarter over time right with all this information coming in from the sharps like you guys right so i guess this kind of ties into this game because again the total is so low at 30 and a half it feels like is this is this one of the games for you where if you're just looking at it blindly you'd expect to be playing unders but everything's kind of opened up so low that you might be playing overs on a guy's like rushing attempts or maybe over on rush yards or um, pass attempts or something along those lines. Have you noticed the, I don't know if you pay attention to this stuff that much on a Thursday, but um, have you noticed that for these games in particular with such a low total of it being 30 and a half, are you leaning to more towards playing, having more uh, overs in your portfolio than unders just as a result of the general market and lack of, lack of appetite and overs? Um, you, you know, like again, it's another thing like years ago, you used to find a total like this and you would end up playing the entire board under years mm-hmm. ago. And that's because a lot of books were just basing stuff off players averages. They're not just, they're not taking into account something as simple as like the, the fact that it's going to be a 30 total, to be honest, or they're not accounting for it enough. Nowadays, a lot of these numbers are opening where it is accounting for it. So I won't find myself either way. Like I could theoretically have as many overs in Mm. this game as I could unders. I could theoretically have as many overs in, in like usually in a low total game, a lot of times like people are like, Oh, bet rushing yards over rushing attempts over. And we're going to look to play pass game unders or something for for me. It's just not the way to look at it in 2023. I, I think that, 
you could have as an equal amount of overs or unders, even if the game is a 30 total, because like a guy like Deontay Johnson, for example, his mm-hmm. over under receptions is four and a half nearly every week. Well, this week he opened three and a half juiced over. So like it was accounted for a little bit. The fact that this is going to be probably an ugly game. I will say this though, is a lot of times you can find in derivative markets stuff that books will price like on a total like this in the thirties, you'll find derivative markets. Maybe it's like a punt market or Mm. something that gets priced closer to like a 37 total than a 30 total. Like maybe in the player prop market, it'll be accounted for, but sometimes you can find in other markets, they won't account for stuff as much. All right. I got to hit you up after the show and ask you where you find these punt exotic markets here because uh that's that seems like something fun to play but uh we'll we'll get to that uh in a bit here i want to also touch on maybe not so so much exotic markets but uh this kind of is an exotic market there's some websites out there that offer player milestones or um, alternative overs on their yards and it was kind of brought up in our chat today in the forward progress chat and someone was looking at um some uh zeke over rushing attempts i believe it was yeah it was zeke over rushing attempts I mean, his line is set, I believe, 16 and a half right now. But we can find some alt overs of 20 at plus 215 and 25 at plus uh, 925 here. Is that something you'd be interested in playing or leaning towards playing here with just, I mean, one, obviously, no Ramondre Stevenson. And two, this is just, this Pats team has been horrible throwing the football, like just bad, like downright bad. And it seems like their only way to to uh, to get first downs is unfortunately by running the ball, which is so, feels so backwards to say in 2023 here. But I mean, they just can't do it through the air. So what are your thoughts on like a Zeke Elliott, like maybe a, a Zeke Elliott rushing attempts in general and uh, maybe his alt markets? Yeah, I'm actually staying away from Elliott. Um, I actually might be on his unders closer okay. to post. Um, I'm okay. not on the, I have not placed a bet on anything related to him so far but i think that his numbers just continuing to get pushed up with a lot a lot of people are have your logic jason on mm-hmm. it that he's just going to get so many attempts and everything but i don't know like I, I just think that i'm trying to figure out what to say here i'm trying to, I, I just think that he's been a little banged up in the past few weeks mm-hmm. and it's now a short week. He had a big workload. I don't, he didn't play much against the Giants two weeks ago. He wasn't really going to play much against the Chargers before Ramondre Stevenson got hurt. Stevenson took every drive for the first two snaps mm-hmm. or, or for the first, he took every snap of the first two drives. So on a short week now, I, I mean, I, obviously Elliott's going to be their lead guy. But I just don't know if he does get the, the workload that everybody is saying that they think he's going to get. So I haven't bet anything yet, but I'm actually leaning towards his unders, maybe if it gets inflated a little bit more. Yeah, fair enough here. I just wanted to bring that up because it was something that we talked about in uh, that the guys are talking about in the Forward Progress group chat uh, today that we have here with a bunch of the creators. And I, I guess I kind of see your logic there as well. And on top of that, just to sprinkle in something here, it feels like the amount of plays 
that the Patriots will even have on offense. This feels like one of those games that the pace of play is going to be super slow. Feels like there's going to be a lot of running the football. So I feel like the amount of plays just yeah, in general like, might make it tough. Yeah, like a lot of people will always like be like in these games where they're like, oh, the team's going to run the ball just every mm-hmm. play and they're going to hide their quarterback. And yeah, but you're not – a lot of people aren't comprehending enough is, is that the play volume gets destroyed mm-hmm. in these type of games. So that's another thing that just doesn't work to just always look to play the running backs over. All right. Well, uh, there, we got a couple questions in the chat here. One from Kyle Estrada, just asking about the highest scoring quarter market. This is one of the exotic markets that I guess maybe you were alluding to or mentioning a little bit earlier here. It says he finds two plus quarters tied at six to one. Kyle, if you can just drop in the chat a little bit more context there, it might be able to help us answer your question here. I want to remind everyone, if you do have questions, guys, feel free please feel free, excuse me, to drop them in the comment section down below. We'll get around to them here. Um, Kyle, if you want to just add a little bit more context, we'll get around to that. But Hitman, let's get over to your best bet for tonight's game. We got a couple, um, one for tonight's game. Then we got a couple looking ahead uh, to some, maybe some futures bets uh, and maybe some se- another season long um, win total bet here, which we've been, uh, I mean, kind of got unfortunate with last week here, but it's still alive. We can still see what's happening with Cincinnati here at the under seven and a half. But let, let's stick with this game here. We were just talking about uh, Ezekiel Elliott's rushing numbers. Another player on the Patriots you're looking at their rushing total for. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your best bet for tonight's game? Yeah, so if you could pull up Bailey Zappi's rushing yards, what do we have right now, Jason? Okay, I'm going to pull that up right now. Uh, I so believe six, it was... At six and a half, Bailey Zappi's under rush yards would be an official one-unit play for me. At okay. five and a half, it's more of I would go half unit. So... Um, uh, I think you can line chop for that six and a half right now. Yeah. So there's the six and a half that seems to be um, available here. There is actually even a seven and a half here, but I don't feel like you can't get, I mean, there's a seven and a half. If you want to, if you're, if you live in uh, close to the Canadian border and want to drive to some kiosk, you can maybe play okay. an under seven and a half at minus minus one thirty-two. But yeah, there's the six and a half uh, widely available here on, on multiple props and pinnacle even has a six and a half at minus minus. 134 and oh my goodness sorry i'm just seeing this now there's an eight and a half as well at um one of the larger I, I sports think that, that eight that eight and a half is uh stale it's stale okay that, yeah it doesn't exist okay um, well the, this yeah, is- i'll go oh. yeah that the eight and a half guys doesn't exist i think okay <laughs> um the six and a half is good that would be an official one unit and then the five and a half would be a half um bailey zappy do you know what his rushing number closed last week against the chargers <laughs> It closed, be in like two, it closed two and a half. Okay. <laughs> now, now, if you look at his game logs, which I'm looking at, against the Giants, he had 14 pass attempts in that game. He played a whole half. He had zero rushing yards. Against the Colts, all right, he played a drive, zero rushing yards. Against the Saints, he got nine pass attempts in, zero rushing yards. Against Dallas, got in nine pass attempts, zero rushing yards. Let's go back to last year. He played against Chicago. He had negative one rushing yards against Cleveland. He played the whole game. He actually had 300 passing yards in that game. How many rush yards? Negative four. Against Detroit, he started five rushing yards. Against Green Bay, he got in zero rushing yards. It's a long way for me to say that his number is being pumped up because of that four carry for 16 yards mm-hmm. against the um, the Chargers last week. But this is not a guy that scrambles. So uh, I just thought that now this line, believe it or not, it opened 10 and a half, which I was just, (laughs) 
blast thing. Look, I was setting look, out. Look, I was look. like, all right, <laughs> then move to nine and a half. Keep going. Move to eight and a half. I said, keep going. A guy got back to me late. He was like, you sent under 10 and a half at seven and a half. I'm passing. I said, no, don't freaking pass on it. Bet under <laughs> seven and a half. Um, yeah, I, I think that it has value at the six and a half and even the five and a half. I probably would have made it like three and a half if I was making okay. a line on it. Okay, so w- w- you, would you play this up to like what number would you play this up to here? I know you mentioned that for the official account, we want to go five and a half at minus uh, one ten is like the the limit for a half unit. There, we do have a six and a half minus one ten, which I am locking in right now. Um, but like, would w- what number would you go down to? You said you made it four, right? So or four and a half was what you'd make the number here. So I mean, would you play it at five and a half minus one ten? Is that something that you would you yeah, five and a half would be a half unit, and six and okay. a half would be a full. Wonderful. And on top of that, we obviously know that uh, the Patriots have a, a, a loose or I guess a tight leash is a better thing to say on their quarterbacks here. And at, at any instance, you never know. They could potentially swap over to Mac Jones. Who knows what this team is going to be doing? They've been a real disaster uh, from here. We got you hit man for a couple more minutes. Let's get into uh, you wanted to touch on a season long win total. So I'll, let's just just let us know what you're thinking for the season long win total this week. Yeah, hopefully it's a lot better than that uh, Bengals one. We're in just horrendous bounce on that, though. Just like a horrendous bounce. It's crazy. We're 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 in some trouble on that. But um, (laughs) it would be the Arizona Cardinals under four and a half in the minus one fifty ish range, which is out there right now. You look at the Cardinals' schedule; they're gonna have to go two and two for for us to lose this. They have Philly. They have San Fran. They have Seattle, and what is the other one? Um, the other one is Chicago at Chicago, where there will be about three-point underdogs. Um, I made this closer to four, so and like a half win right now at this point in the season with only four games remaining is probably worth like probably a hundred cents or mm-hmm. something. So I thought that this probably should have been like in the minus one ninety range. Okay, official play, locking that in here. And, hey, man, I'm going to get to our three questions. Before we do, Kyle just was clarifying his question here. I want to get around to him. Uh, he said instead of betting an individual quarter to have most points, he was thinking maybe to bet two-plus quarters to tie for the most points, and he found that at 6-1 to one here. Is that something uh, as an exotic market, something you'd be interested in? With me, not, again, I, I don't know off the top of my head the price mm-hmm. it, but like a little rule of thumb on this stuff is look at like the Sunday games and see – if this number compares to like a game where the totals a lot higher. And if it's, if you have this theory and you see that it's priced similar to a higher total game, then in all likelihood, the book is not pricing in correctly what it should be for a total this low. Okay. That's a little, appreciate that little piece of information, that little nugget from you Hitman. here. Going to let you go here before you do, we do this every week. I mean, unofficial, uh, prediction for tonight's game on the spread. We got plus six and a half for the Patriots over at Pinnacle sitting at around, um, if you give me a second here to pull it up sitting. Oh, sorry. It's plus five and a half at minus one Oh five here. Um, minus five and a half minus one Oh five to the Steelers here. Remember if you want to bet this game and you want to bet either size, which are, depending on the side you're betting on, maybe take a look over at Pinnacle. They have incredibly reduced juice on their lines quickly. Unofficial prediction for tonight's game plus five and a half or minus five and a half for this unofficial Steelers. prediction, new England covers new England I like it I like it and then uh last question before you get out of here any first TD props anytime TD props last TD props or are you just hitting the no TD for this game as your unofficial um 
See what Malik Cunningham, he's very likely to get um he's very likely to be activated for this mm-hmm. game. See what Malik Cunningham comes in at. I don't even think he has a lineup right now because he uh-huh. hasn't officially been activated. But see if he gets activated and see what his line comes in. That might I'm, be some crazy long shot price. I'm looking at him right. I can't find him on Betstamp. You're gonna have to shop around for uh, the prices if you're uh, looking at your individual sportsbook to see if he is available. Hey man, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you grinding through the cold, doing some back to back hits here on Wednesday and Thursday. Even though you're in in you're in in the mud here with all this sickness, Hitman. Good luck on your bets this week. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you. All right, guys, that was Hitman, professional better. You can find him on the Hammer Betting Network. You can find him on Twitter at Hitman428. He's here every Wednesday, every Thursday, guys. And, I mean, listen, he was grinding through a sickness. If that doesn't deserve a like, guys, I don't know what does. Smash that like button for Hitman. I heard it's going to make him feel a little bit better. Guys, before we bring on Eric, I just want to remind everyone that, uh, uh, and, hey, you guys know what we do. Every Thursday night football, every Monday night football, regardless of how disgusting the game is, we play our sorry, we are live at 8 p.m. with Rob Pizzol alongside a bunch of special guests here uh, on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. So check us out here, guys. Smash that like button, hit that subscribe button, and check us out at 8 p.m. with Rob Pizzola to for our live watch along of this disgusting game. I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of fun. Anyways, let's move on. Let's bring on Eric Eager here, the VP of Sumer Sports. You can catch him on the Forward Progress YouTube channel every Wednesday, every Thursday. You can also catch him alongside Thomas Dimitrov, who was on the Forward Progress YouTube channel yesterday. Uh, you can catch him here every Wednesday, every Thursday, guys. It's the VP of Sumer Sports, Eric Eager. Eric, how's it going this week? Jason, I'm doing great. Uh, it's fun to hang out with you and, and, uh, um, I'm going to Army Navy this weekend, and it's like it's a it's fitting that tonight we get a dress rehearsal of that game. It's crazy, it's crazy. This feels like an Iowa total right here. I mean, uh, this is just one of those nuts games that's just like I mean, I laughed at your header, I, I laughed at Hitman's header, I'm laughing at my header. This game is just all kinds of yucky here. We got a couple questions in the chat um, that we're going to get to in a second here. Before we get into those, Eric, I just want to talk to you about the total of this game, and I'm going to set you up for some trivia because I don't know if we've ever seen. Two teams and sorry, two games in a single week where the total is lower than 31. I don't know if that's ever happened before. So maybe if you can run, I don't know if you have any information on that. I just wanted to set you up for that because I, I know one, you're a trivia guy and you're pretty good at it. And so just curious if something like that has ever happened before. But just to buy you a little bit of time here, I want to talk about the total of this game. I mean, are you surprised that it's this low? Do you think that it can get lower as we get closer to game time? One with the appetite of everyone for some reason wanting to bet unders uh for these primetime games two we've seen a lot of big uh we've seen a lot of big sharp groups kind of hit unders at close throughout the season here and then three i mean there's like no appetite for the the over to be played here so i feel like this number can only uh come down would you like are you surprised at this number or are are you expecting it to go a little bit lower lower than the 30 and a half that or sorry the 30 oh yeah 30 and a half that it's at right now um what are your thoughts on just the total in general yeah, I'm, I'm going back to um, my database uh, or in my database from, uh, you know, basically 1999 on. Uh, and frankly, my database is just NFL Fast Stars. So, you know, uh, you have New England, Pittsburgh right now in the data. It says 30. You'll probably get lower than that. Miami, Buffalo in 2004 was 30, uh, week six. Um, you have Jacksonville, Cleveland at 30 and a half. So those, those could go down as well. You do have in 2004, two games, Pittsburgh, Miami and Buffalo, Baltimore, that both were totaled. They both closed at 31. 
You had two games in 2005 that both closed at 31. Sorry, you had three games in 2005 that closed at 31 or below. You had Carolina, Chicago in week in in the playoffs, actually. Jake DeLone kind of lit up the Bears in that game. (laughs) And uh, Chicago, Green Bay in week 16. Um, And then you also had uh, Atlanta, Chicago. So that was the Kyle Orton five-yard per pass attempt. So there's a common theme. Uh, Kyle Orton's rookie year there uh, where you had a bunch. Um, but it doesn't look like any kind of like if I look um, in this same week, at least uh, in in the basically this millennium. No, the answer is no, not the same week. Crazy. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll get a draft party trivia quiz about the the, the rank, the lowest totals uh, in uh, for I mean, highest to lowest. Uh, I'm sure we'll get that at some point here. So we got to. Trying to try to remember uh, all those games you mentioned here. I thought it was a little bit of a uh, funny piece of trivia that year uh, that we could mention on the show here. Uh, just out of curiosity, with the total being so low, do you like? Would you ever consider playing like an alt total under in this game? I know a lot of people were kind of doing that with Iowa's uh, totals uh, down the stretch here with how how little they move the ball. I mean, both these offenses suck. I, I, it's obviously price dependent here, but is that something you've ever considered in a game like this? Oh yeah, I think. Um, what year was it? It was 2021 when the Bills hosted the Patriots, mm-hmm. uh, and there was that win game that Mac Jones threw three passes. Um, I played a lot of under alts in that game because the total wasn't even that much. I mean, back then, I want to say that total, uh, and, and actually, you, we could just look it up, I was in like the high 30s. Um, and uh, so let me let me actually let me actually pull that up, yeah. Uh, Funny enough, I was actually at that game. I drove from Toronto to oh. Buffalo for that game. One of the coolest games I've ever experienced. And I remember we were an hour outside the stadium. Everyone was saying it's windy. And I'm like, oh, the weather's not that bad. And as we were driving into Buffalo, there was suddenly like a wall of snow. It was the, the craziest thing I've ever experienced. A lot of fun. If you've never been to a Buffalo game, you got to check yeah, it out. Yeah, that game Airbnb. actually closed at 40. Wow, that's high. And I, I made, you know, I'm you know, I'm not a professional like uh, Hitman or Rob or mm. anything, but like I made, you know, what was the equivalent for me, like 25 units that night, <laughs> just like, you know, and then the, what was funny in that game, Damian Harris had like a 70 yard touchdown in like yes. the first quarter of the game. And I remember all my friends were like, you know, I was just like, Hey, like, let's bet the under. And uh, all my friends were like, Oh shit, like this is it's <laughs> over. We're all, fu-. and then I was like, no, no. Like, and I, I kept going under alts, like, cause the, what's, what's, you know, the, a lot of these live shops, especially PPHs and stuff, they'll give you a, a menu, right? And it mm-hmm. won't just be the closest thing to minus 110. Uh, they'll give you a menu and you can go under uh, a lot of those. And uh, so, yeah, the, I, I certainly would. Tonight, the number's too low, right? I mean, the reason why I did I did it for um, that game was, as I said, it was 40, which you're thinking about, that's 10 points more than what you're getting yeah. tonight, um, which is just, yeah, it, it's the same thing with Army-Navy, right? Like Army-Navy's total on Saturday is, you know, is 27 and a half at that point, like you're probably, you know, uh, flirting with, with, with uh, fire there or playing with fire if you bet under. Um, so um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's tricky to bet all because at some point p- teams have to score for like the game to go yeah. on and you're not going to get too many six, nothing games like you got with new England and San Diego last week. 
yeah, uh, just a disgusting, disgusting game here. Trying to find any angle that we can to talk about it. Uh, it's just it's crazy to me that we're gonna this show is gonna run uh, ten points longer than the actual total of the game. Forty minute showtime total of the game, thirty and a half here. Uh, let's get to some questions in the chat. We got Jason Seely asking. I say this one for you because I know you like to play your tackles and tackles plus assist markets here. Jason Seely is asking Mick Fitzpatrick tackles and assists over is at six and a half at two ten. My my. 2.10, excuse me, decimal odds. I'm not not the great at converting decimal odds off the top of my head here, and you can find that at a sports book uh, available in the UK there. I don't know if you can convert that on the fly. I think that is minus 110, but um, yeah, w- would you look towards Minka Fitzpatrick tackling uh, six and a half? Yeah, that's plus 110. Um, plus 110, okay. If, like, I the, the issue is, is, like, when I do this modeling, I mostly do it for linebackers, and, mm. you know, the reason, and and so the reason for that is, is it, the reason for that is just, like, defensive backs are, are a little bit too variable. I The over, you're getting plus money there. Uh, my issue here, though, is I think you're going to see a big run rate by the Patriots, um, and and the, the fact of the matter, and, and people getting rip this if they want to but like how many times is he going to even make it to minka fitzpatrick's area of the field <laughs> yeah you know, that's like, a great I, point yeah I, I don't so if if zeke and ty montgomery and whoever's running the football are not going to get to the second level that minka's not gonna uh not gonna really get there and so i that's where i get worried whereas you know with linebackers you know they, they play at both levels they play at the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage and then they play deeper in the passing game. So there's just more ways to win if you're going to bet it over for a linebacker than a DB. So I've never found, I've always found the variability in, in receiving, uh, sorry, not receiving, but uh, defensive backs to be too much to for me to really have a good gauge on it. But it's a good look. If you want to bet it over, of course you can. I, I just don't think I wouldn't. So Yeah. It's a, and something we talked about with Hitman here, something to keep in mind. A lot of people are just talking about like, oh, um, this game's going to be great. They'll probably run the ball a lot. Just always focus on the amount of plays that like re- that's probably going to be depressed. Like we mentioned with Hitman in this game compared to an average game here, just with them uh, running the ball a lot, right? Just going to chew up a bunch of clock here. Probably won't see a lot of plays uh, like we normally would in just a, a normal game with a more normal uh, total here. Let's uh, let's let's transition then to your one of one of your multiple best bets for this week. You got a couple for us here, uh, two in this game in particular. Let's start with the player prop that you have. Uh, so you want, want to look into the solo tackle market. Just want to remind everyone, not tackles plus assists, but the solo tackle market here. You were looking at Jabon Bentley. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, Bentley, um, over three and a half solo tackles. Uh, I just think you're going to see some running, not only with Harris and Warren. So the, the thing with the the Steelers is Harris and, and Warren um, kind of kind of span the space of space in the run game. Mm-hmm. Harris is kind of, you know, in the inside of the tackles, kind of, you know, between five yards on each side of the line of scrimmage, most of the time, although he's been better of late. And Warren's kind of outside, uh, you know, able to get to the second level better. So you have two running backs that are going to kind of span the space. And and, and as such, I think you're going to get some opportunities for Bentley to get, a, to get solo tackles. Um, in addition to that, you have Trubisky, who, uh, you know, his best days in Chicago were, you know, pulling the ball out, running it at times. And so you're just going to get more opportunities there. 
Okay, we're going to lock that in at the over three and a half. Reminder, this is just solo tackles, not tackles, plus assists. Want to be very clear with that. Best price in market uh, at a book that won't limit you for betting more than a dollar on these uh, games. Uh, we got a minus 130, which is widely available here. So we're going to take the over minus 130 on Jawan Bentley over three and a half tackles here. Eric, let's transition over to your other bet of the game. And it's actually one of the questions that I wanted to ask you about here because we often see something like these, these totals, um, these these low total games, it feels like when there's such a large spread, right, with it being at five and a half right now, there seems to be, I don't want to say that there's value on the dog. I hate using that term, but just implied, right, the, the range of outcomes that are available here, the, 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 there's not that many range of outcomes with such a low total of it being at 30 and a half and the spread being at five and a half here. So do you often find that you're leaning more towards these underdog teams in these very rare instances where there's an incredibly low total and a very wide spread here, or is this just kind of a, a one-off instance where you want to want to take the Patriots? Here? Yeah, to me, it's just about the ha- it's just about handicapping the Patriots mm-hmm. being a little bit better um, than the than the point spread in, in this case at plus six. Uh, I think everything else is, a, is accounted for by the books um, at this point in time. Uh, so I don't there 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 may be like one-off ancillary values here, but even now with like same game parlay technology and stuff. Uh, even these totals that end up are not not correlated, uh, I think, are accounted for in a lot of places as well. So, um, the, I, I, it, I, it's more of me liking New England on the handicap okay. than me like playing the un, you know the the dog in a in a game with a with a low total. Fair enough here. Uh, and so uh, the plus five and a half is at minus one hundred five over at Pinnacle. Plus six is at minus one eighteen. Uh, what would you? What would you prefer to play here? Would you take that minus the, that extra point, take take the half point, get the plus six at minus one eighteen, or would you look towards the five and a half and uh, at minus one hundred five? It's one hundred five. Um, let's just do. Hmm. I stumped you there. Yeah, let, let's do five and a half. Okay, five and a half at minus 105. We're going to lock that in here for a full unit. That's going to be our... It's funny because I think this might be the most volume-heavy show because I kind of have you guys playing. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, futures markets in just a second. This is might, might be the biggest volume show on a Thursday we've had so far here. I find that always to be very funny that you can find these opportunities regardless of how poor a game is here. Uh, let's move off this game before we do there's one more question in the chat from eric just asking about with a low total as excuse me with a total as low as this one today do you think that there's an edge in parlaying anytime td along with first or last td assuming that there's a small chance that there's only one or two td scored in this game i don't know if that would work in sgps i think it might be the odds might be depressed like compared to what it would normally be eric but maybe you can touch a little bit more on it here yeah you probably i mean this is like a really good anecdote from that that intercept uh intercept book by um Matthew David Au and Ed Miller, like I would say if the book lets you correlate those, they probably have some sort of model that's modeling the correlations. And so if they are like what I would do is, is I would try to estimate what that correlation would be. And I don't have it off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the book's not accounting for it, hell yeah, bet it. I, if, if the book is accounting for it or, and what will happen in most cases, they're, they overjuice that um, because they know that, they, they know that they haven't modeled it properly and so that they're just going to take a huge hold on the, on the play, um, then obviously you have to lay off. Like, But I do, I mean, I like the look. That, that's certainly something to, to research. Um, but you just have to make sure that your book is giving you, uh, obviously if they're pricing them as roughly independent, then yeah, I think that there's, a, that there's an edge there. Yeah, just always, uh, like we like to say on this channel, always shop around, always look for the best price. It's one of those things where if you have the time to do it, you should be looking around at every book that you have, every available you have just to check it out and see if it's worth it here. Uh, Let's move off this game because like, oh my God, 
I, I don't know how much we can talk about it here, but let's let's move on to some futures, Eric. Uh, I asked you to put together a couple of futures that you're willing to play here, and we, we got yeah we got three right now, uh, which I'm pretty happy with. I'm pretty impressed you're able to pull those out pretty quickly here. Let's start with one. You have a, a to make playoffs uh, prop bet here, and uh, I'm just going to tee you off, and I'm, I'm not going to bury the lead here. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, your to make playoff bet here, which you like so much? Yeah, if you go to, if you go to sumersports.com, we have a league table where we have you know the probabilities for for a lot of these teams to do various things. Um, you know, it's not perfect, obviously, because mm. uh, we're we're sort of doing uh, you know top down top down modeling um, and the like, but um, there is a play that I I'm I'm pretty uh, that I make. A little bit well that our models make over uh, minus 323 um and even if you regress to the market obviously there there's they're still going to be a significant edge on green bay to make the playoffs um when you look at green bay to make the playoffs uh depending upon where you look you're looking at maybe minus 215 or so at some places uh ish mm -hmm. you know sort of wherever i looked so obviously that brings a significant value um uh and and that's when i like uh you obviously don't like laying minus 215 but when you look at sort of the upcoming schedule for the Packers, uh, starting with the New York Giants this weekend, starting with or th this Monday night um, as as a touchdown favorite, uh, almost. Um, I, you know, the, the the schedule plays out so nicely for them. They have the second easiest schedule in the NFL moving forward. Uh, the only exception being the Saints. Uh, and yeah, I just think that that one's a good play. Yeah, uh, I doubt they'll be able to catch the Lions here uh, at nine and three. They're six and six, but again, like you said, they're in that last wild card spot right now. Have an e easy schedule, like you mentioned. Going to lock in that bet at minus uh, two ten here. Packers, sorry, excuse me, two fifteen. Packers to make the playoffs here. Let's move on to a. Uh, let's move on to the MVP market. We talked a little bit about Dak last week. How it was almost the last time to buy him if you wanted to buy him this year because there might be a scenario where hey the Niners or the Eagles, one of the, those two beat each other up pretty badly. And then that the losing quarterback might kind of have their odds reduced a bit and Dak might jump them here. So let's talk a little bit about the MVP market. It seems like the top three right now are Purdy, Dak, and two of the last time I checked here. There's a player who's kind of in that 15 to one range that you're looking at, though. You're not looking up higher up on the board here. With only five games left, who do you like uh, for MVP? Or has, excuse me. MVP yeah, there's another bet I like, but I think it's correlated with what I'm going to talk about later. Um, okay. and I do think it is more likely than the one I'm saying, but the price is better. Um, Tyree kill at 15 to one is a play to me. I, I just, there is so much there, there are, there are so many old guard voters or so many old guard thinkers in the NFL that they, I think that they're they've been hoping and praying for a non quarterback to win the MVP for a long time. And given how, the league is shaken out. There really hasn't been a good case for a non-quarterback in a decade or so. And, you know, there's always been a Manning, a Brady, a, a Rodgers, a uh, Mahomes. By the way, Mahomes at 13-2 to two to me is, is still value given where, you know, where Kansas City's schedule is uh, and, and where they could end up finishing. And, you know, the stats that he has so far are not great, but they're they're salvageable. Um, but I think he'll at 15-1. to one, Like, if he gets 2,000 yards receiving, that novelty, right, the last 2,000-yard uh, besides Derrick Henry, the last 2,000-yard rusher we had won the MVP in Adrian Peterson mm -hmm. on a team that went 10-6 and six in the Minnesota Vikings that year. So, um, And up against like decent competition at the quarterback position in Peyton Manning and so forth. So I think that uh, Tyreek Hill at 15-1, to one, uh, if you're rooting for chaos, has a chance. I love that. I love that angle, too. I mean, listen, he's 12 touchdowns already. Uh, and on top of that, it seems like if – 
if the Dolphins continue to blow out teams and they decide to pull like uh, pull Tua early and, and sit him maybe for fourth quarters, right, to, to maintain his health, we'll probably see people um, not really mention that, but say, hey, like look at Tua and say, hey, his stats aren't the greatest, right? And look at what Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill is doing with this team. So he might get more of the shine, Tyreek Hill, uh, than Tua for his team here. Love that. Price is 15 to 1. Going to lock that in. Just out of curiosity, all these locking in full unit. You want to do a half unit on the 15 to 1, quarter unit, um, or Let's do how do you want to? Let's okay, like we're going to lock that in for a half unit here, 15 to 1 Tyreek Hill to win MVP. And then Packers, I assume, full unit at minus 210 excuse yep. me, to win a full unit. Last one we got here before I let you go, Eric. Uh, we got a Super Bowl pick. Uh, I mean, I'm not even going to bury the lead here. You sent me a price, better price over at Pinnacle. I'm not sure. I was, didn't have enough time to shop around completely, but uh, we'll take a look. at. Let's, uh, let's lay this uh, Super Bowl pick on us right now. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I know um, it hasn't been the most fun year to be a Chiefs fan. I know there are people complaining, and I, I sort of, even though part of me is like, hey, you know, uh, you ju- your team just won the Super Bowl. Uh, our teams, I'm a fan, like you just won the Super Bowl, like pep up a little bit, blah, blah, blah. But I get it. I, it's not as fun to watch. Um, there are, you know, that first half in Green Bay went under, even though the first punt happened. Um, and... Uh, and like they still went under the first half total with just one punt uh, that happened in the first, uh, sorry, in the last minute of that the half. So their games are super condensed. Their games are super noisy, um, but they still have one of the best defense in the NFL. Uh, the injury to Nick Bolton and and Leo, and uh, sorry, and uh, uh, Drew Tranquil should be fine. Uh, their their young pass rush is is getting better, and Chris Jones I think has not been playing as well, but he tends to come on at the end of the season. Uh, and then I think Patrick Mahomes will figure it out. I think Travis Kelsey uh, will have one last run. I don't. I, this might be his last year, um, but I do think Kansas City is a value here. Uh, yeah, I think that they have the inside track of the one seed, and once you get to the one seed, um, you're going to have better than eleven. You know, let's say thirteen to two to win the Super Bowl. And so I think that that'll be. Um, uh, I think that'll be a, a value play by the time we get to January. Just shopping around here. Pinnacles at plus 635. And found a better price at plus 650, though. So we're going to lock in that plus 650. Let's lock it in. You want to do half unit, quarter unit? Let's do, I guess, half unit, similar to what we did. Yeah, let's, do, let's do half. All right. Let's lock that in for a half unit here. That's, that's it, guys. we got five best bets for you. Four of them. Uh, sorry, six best bets for you. Four of them being futures here on the show, guys. Uh, Eric, I'm going to let you go. Before I let you go, though, we have two quick questions. And actually, you know what? I want you to answer this question in the chat here. Uh, Howdy's asking, uh, when you say Sumer's, uh, Sumer's model, is is it top-down? Are you saying you are simulating remaining games based on current market ratings and pricing uh, playoffs as a derivative of wins? Uh, maybe you can answer that question a little bit better. Or Go ahead. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So we certainly regress to market, but we do have our own uh, individual – like, we do have our own individual ratings of teams as well. So it's a little bit of both, um, but we it, it is a simulation, right? So all the nooks and crannies – uh, that are embedded into a schedule. So rest differential, all that stuff, all that is in our simulation. All the tiebreakers are in our simulation. And in my opinion, like there's some value there. Now, now, obviously for like a professional, it might not be as much value as somebody like mm-hmm. me, who's, you know, more recreational um, because, you know, of, you know, tying up your money and sizing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it is, it, it has been where I've, I've found value just because, uh, you know, it, the books don't necessarily have the greatest way to adjust on the fly when somebody makes a big bet uh, on on one future, uh, because obviously they can either just increase the hold, which is bad, or if they try to like maintain the hold, uh, the cross correlations between other teams are not all that well understood relative to sides and totals in regular markets. 
All right, awesome. I appreciate you answering that question. Eric, I'll let you get out of here right now. Just again, before you go here, I guess official prediction for tonight's game. We know what you're going for. So I'm going to ask you the official prediction for the total over under of the 30 and a half. What are you taking here? Yeah, I think Pats went out right. And I think it's like really, I think it's like 13-6 or 17-13 or something kind of lame. Oh, 17-13 would push. So let's be fun, more fun. 17-16. Love it. 16-13. Really? I think it was under. I love my math, it. My mathing is, my mathing is hard. <laughs> It's all right. It's been a long day. Gritty, gritty game here for us. Uh, but yeah, before uh, before you go, last question. Obviously, any first touchdown props or any touchdown props you're looking at here, or are you hitting the no touchdown prop? Like I think a lot of people will be hitting tonight. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> let's go, Darnell Washington first touchdown. I love it, Darnell Washington first touchdown. Obviously unofficial, but hey, if you want to take a look at it, go for it, guys. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Maybe we'll get Thomas on uh, a little, little Thomas feature next time on the Thursday show. Uh, Eric, VP of Super Sports, thank you so much for joining us. Have a good one, Eric. See you, Jason. All right, that was Eric, the VP of Sumer Sports. You can catch him every Wednesday and Thursday on the For Progress YouTube channel, uh, and you can catch him over on the Sumer Sports Show with Thomas Dimitrov. Go check out Sumer Sports, guys. I use it every week to prep for the show. It's a great resource, great tool. Just if you're interested in just stats, advanced stats, and learning a little bit more about the NFL and uh, a more quantitative way of, of looking at things, it's a good good resource here. So go check out sumersports.com. Guys, that's just about does it here for us on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. Thank you so much for tuning in to this gross gross thursday edition of the show before we head out here hit that like button hit that subscribe button drop a comment on your prediction for the tonight's game whether you're watching it after the fact or right now drop it in the chat and if it's after the fact drop it in the comment section down below i want to hear what your guys thoughts are on today's game here i mean it's really gross gonna need a lot uh to get through this one before we head out though one more thing quick reminder live at 2 p.m eastern i will be back here alongside matthew freeman from the fantasy life john legazer from the athletic and jack miller from establish the run to talk player props to talk some TD scores to talk some injury fallouts from the practice reports on Friday. You don't want to miss this show, guys. A lot of fun. We do it every week on here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. So for myself, for Eric Eager, for Hitman, this has been Forward Progress, powered by Pinnacle on the Hammer Betting Network. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you later, and good luck on your bets tonight.